This boy is fueled like fire. So start melting, ladies, because the boy is hotter than hot. He's hot, hot, hot. Just hanging out, hanging out. And a big thick ship is coming down, right? Yeah, that ship is dummy thick. <laughs> I hate that you guys did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Two C's thick. It's a multi pass. <laughs> She's very <laughs> multi pass. <laughs> You ever put a piece of tape over your boobie? That's basically what it is. <laughs> over your boobies and bits. That's it. It's like, boom, clothing. There you go. It's legal. I'm ready to go to a rave. <laughs> Hang out with the family. Having ourselves a party. Well, hey, guys. Uh, welcome to this episode of Mixed Movie Reviews, where we, as siblings, sit and roast talk about discuss reminisce and remember the movies that we grew up with yeah i'm here with isabel hello and i'm here with taylor hello gosh dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not as funny when you do it on purpose no it's, it's like the oh i'm going right into it and you're not funny it's gonna be impossible to do it not on purpose for like from now on <laughs> yeah i know i know it's, it's you're like shit. god Damn it. I'm just going to do it one week. Just like, hello. Whoa, I forgot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we're getting together this week and discussing the 1997 movie, The Fifth Element. But real quick, recap of our weeks. How's your week been, Isabel? I got a new job. What? I got a new job. Boom, boom. Did it? Yeah, I got a new job. I'm really excited to start it. I'm really excited to I uh, get to work with one of my friends, which is really awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to do something different, start a new chapter of my life. That's fantastic. Because mm-hmm. um, I know the last job was a little taxing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My last job was a dumpster fire. Mm. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Well, I really don't want to... Hold on. You tell the audience to hold on. <laughs> Whatever you're doing right now, audience, don't move. Stop. <laughs> Stop. They're like driving and they're like, oh no. So yeah, I know that I am really excited about your new job. I can't wait for you to get into that. And in celebration of that, I have a little game. Ooh, a game. A game. So some of the actors that are in this movie, Uh-oh. big names. Gary Oldman, Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, Chris Tucker. We are going to see if either one of you can guess what was their first job. Didn't like Bruce Willis work at like a deli? He probably did. Or do you mean his acting? Do you mean his? No, no, just first job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we playing that game right now? Right now. Right now. Right now. So we have to guess. What Gary? What did? What do you think Gary Oldman did before? Yeah, I'll go down the. I'll go down the list. So I only selected Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman, and Chris Tucker. Okay. 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 Because I can find some information on them. <laughs> so Bruce Willis, what do you think his first job would have been? Paper, and this, go ahead. Paperboy. 
paper boy. You? I thought he worked at a deli, but I might be thinking of a different celebrity. Okay. Well, I give you three three options here, and you can pick. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's like a multiple choice. Yeah. Okay. You know, and you get best two out of three wins. You get a special prize at the end or something. Okay. And I'll come up with that on the fly and give it to you. <laughs> in, in and the special prize is you don't get fired from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce Willis, first job right out of high school. He moved to L.A., became a cab driver while he was trying to break into the acting career. Okay. Okay. And in doing so, he actually got into an accident and was fired from that uh, that cabbie position. Mm. Cabbie. <laughs> okay. Second one, he was a security guard at a chemical plant in his hometown, and he almost stayed there. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Had to carry a gun and everything. Maybe that plays into the uh, Die Hard. <laughs> He's like, I was a security guard. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> um, and then he was a janitor at a local community theater where he used that to pay for his acting lessons. Janitor. That's my answer. Just right off the bat, no hesitation. Do all of those have to do with movies he's been in? Because wasn't he a janitor in Unbreakable? I don't think he was a janitor in Unbreakable. No, he was a security guard at the uh, baseball stadium. What was he a janitor in? I don't don't think he was a janitor. Just pick an answer. Why can't we have three people to go? No, no, no. He's gonna take forever. (laughs) They're they're quick, so like the discussion will take some. You could take some time, but like it's not like these are too in depth. I would say cab driver. Cab driver. I'm gonna say janitor. You're both wrong. (sighs) He's a security guard. (laughs) 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 He was a security guard. Change my answer. Okay. So Bruce Willis was a security guard at a chemical plant where his father worked. Oh. So not too bad. Interesting. Gary Oldman, though, over the pond, uh, grew up in England. First job. He was a chimney sweep in his hometown of Deptford, England, and he only stopped being a chimney sweep after he was dropped down a chimney and broke his arm. Oh, jeez. Okay. He worked at a sporting goods store Mm. where... He worked at a sporting goods store after he dropped out of school at the age of 16, where he actually became the manager. Okay. Okay. Or he was the busboy at a pub where he would practice acting on his breaks, which led him to sometimes be beat up in the alley by the kids that went to the school that he dropped out from. That last one was just depressing. Well, <laughs> like he dropped out of school <laughs> to work at a pub well, next just to take- the school he dropped out of. Not next to the school, but, like, the kids were walking by and they saw little Gary Oldman, like, acting in the alley. And they are like, fuck you. And like He's like, good day, sir. Good day. And they're like, we're going to kick your ass. Sorry, <laughs> Please, sir. Could I have some more? <laughs> he, he probably didn't do that. Um, he probably did. Which one do you think? I don't want to say chimney sweep because I'm like, oh, that's what all old British kids do. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. But also you think of like Mary Poppins. I don't think yeah. he got the job because of Mary Poppins. I don't know. He's but, like, I really love chimney sweeps. But maybe Gary Oldman was like small and lanky enough that he could just like. He looks like a pretty small and lanky guy. I would say bus boy. I'm going to go chimney sweep. I'm going to shake things up. Damn. You guys are going damn. over to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he worked at a uh, sporting goods store. A sporting goods <laughs> store. <laughs> so he worked at a sporting goods store. So he okay. So his job was a sporting goods store. I he didn't worked at a sporting goods store, and that is it. That sounds like a played again sports. 
<laughs> but over in England, so Jeez. it was a bunch of like, I don't know. Cricket. <laughs> there you go, cricket. That's the and other cricket chimney sweep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so. Oh, rugby. That's one that I play over there. Yeah. Across yeah. the pond. Football. Across the pond. Football. Yeah. So you guys are warming up, I'll say, but still ice yeah, cold. Yeah, I mean, okay. this is a whole Last new one. Whatever. We've never played this game before. No, I just sprung it on you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, Chris Thanks. Tucker, last one. Okay. First job. He worked at a car wash where he honed his stand-up skills for the patrons that came through. Okay. Um, he went right into stand-up out of high school, like two days after he graduated, flew to LA, started working in stand-up. Okay. Or Burger King mopping floors. I mean, I feel like you do more than mop floors at Burger King, but that's fine. Yeah, it is fine to mop floors at Burger King, so um, this week he's mopping floors. Next week it's the fries. What was choice two? Choice two was stand-up right out of high school, three days after he graduated. Uh, I'm going to say car wash. I'm going to say stand-up. We're never playing this game again. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I'm like, it's got to be B, because this would be the other two times. <laughs> it's the other two. Okay, sorry for city. Sorry for uh, making you guys sit through that. We are never playing this game again because <laughs> a grand total of zero points all around. So what do we win? Nothing. <laughs> what could have I mean, we won? My uh, <laughs> test anxiety took over, and uh, I can't. I, I can't do tests. Where's my scantron? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I actually had a two hundred dollar gift certificate to uh, IKEA, but you guys didn't win it. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna call BS on that. <laughs> No, I really do. It's out in the car. Don't worry about it. Why is it out but in you the don't car? Get it. Well, because you guys don't. Those were keep all my gift cards. <laughs> on my two hundred dollar IKEA gift card. Oh. So, how was your week, Taylor? It was fine. Yeah, I'm just really enjoying my job. Taking a break on doing commission work because I don't really need to at this point. Okay. And sometimes projects that come across my plate, I just don't really have a, uh, I don't know, a fire for. I would go yeah. into some of my projects, but I have NDAs on most of them. Um, you said NDAs? Yeah, non-disclosure Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, it's kind of like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I can't speak about now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really just want to utilize that time to just kind of work on personal stuff. Because mm-hmm. I have such a backlog of projects that I've just like jotted down ideas for. And I haven't like worked on anything. Like, no. I think last year I might have done, like, two or three pieces, like, throughout the entire year for myself. Ooh. Okay. And I'm like... That's actually, not like you, though. Yeah. Totally. I, yeah. And I haven't updated any social, really. I haven't posted anything, and I'm trying to rebrand myself, and there's just more personal work that I want to do. And plus, like having my job and then coming home and then doing another job for somebody else is kind of like <laughs> are you saying that about what, what i'm saying or just that i'm talking <laughs> it's like how was your week just start falling asleep no it's really hard it's like no. coming home from when i was in a bakery to be like, oh, I have to put like cupcakes or cake together. You end up not liking it. Yeah, the thing that you, you loved and you were so passionate for, you're like, I don't like to do this anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no. I do have a sweet order coming up though. You do for what? 
for your part, uh, your business partners. Yeah. Oh, it'll be after the fact. So your business yeah, partners. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, it'll You're be like, a oh while. God, she's gonna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be like, I knew he bought this cake for me. Um, I get to do a, um, a like a zombie themed. Uh, birthday cake and cupcakes and i'm really excited for it that's awesome oh my god i'm so excited Mm. (sighs) post some pictures when you're done i will okay now that we got that out of our way how's your week oh (laughs) talk about your week well my week i did (laughs) spend seven days trying to find time to watch this movie um but other than that uh fine uh working remotely right now uh building is still taking up most of my energy, we had to tear down some stuff. Uh, we finally got some interior walls built, so some spaces are nice and cleaned up. Nice. Yeah, that's it. I hate to say it, it sounds so boring, like you guys can start snoring whenever, but it's like just slogging through the day-to-day stuff. <laughs> that's it. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's I exciting. Mean, Kate's, yeah. Kate's keeping me busy. Her schedule Whatever she I mean, just she started plays softball. Like sports every day. Yeah, so. <laughs> Which I was like, I feel like I remember playing sports like as a kid. On weekends. On weekends, like Saturday mornings, maybe Sunday morning every once in a while. Mm. Yeah. But I don't remember. Or like in school, I remember doing like multiple meets mm-hmm. like in a week. It's like, okay, we have a meet on Tuesday, then Friday. She had five softball games scheduled for this week. That's insane. I the don't first three got rained busy. out. She had one on the day they were supposed to have off, and then the other ones they canceled because of weather. So now we have four softball games that we Jeez. know we have to make up at the end of the season. Dang, oh, is, she no. getting, is she getting paid for these, man? Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. and like some of the games are like up in Delaware, like past Delaware, so it's wow. a 40-minute drive, and, and they have like, to be hey. there at 5 o'clock, and it's like, yeah, parents don't work. Yeah. That's fine. We'll drive there. Not a problem. Well, it's like... I mean, I remember going to sporting events and like mom meeting us after like work mm-hmm. because we would ride the bus or like. Not always a bus. Yeah. Not always a bus for this. Dang. Uh, anyways, we get through, right? We get through. Um, so this movie, Fifth Element, one of my favorite movies to watch. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I did this week. How many times did I watch it? Well, just twice, but. So you watched it over again? I mean, mm, <laughs> not over and over. Well, I'm going to have, over 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 have to watch it again to take screenshots. So it will be. That'll be over worth and it. Over again. Okay, cool. Um, but lines in here, I can, re- when they came through, I remember dad saying them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I remember you saying them, Taylor. I remember you saying them, Isabel, and like us just quoting stuff back to each other. I feel like dad would no. just say, uh, Who's the bad alien guy? Bad alien. The. The Mangalorian? Uh, yeah. It's Mangalorian. They are the Mangalorian. What's the lead guy's name? Agnat. 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 I'm going to call him Egg. Egg. Um, Eggy. I just remember dad doing that voice. voice. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ah. What does it sound like? I don't know. I'm not going to do it over again. <laughs> he would use that voice if he was talking about this movie or like dad would just break into like random Klingon yep. or whatever mm-hmm. or he would like it's his it's also his random orc voice if he's talking about <laughs> Lord of the Rings like it's just his random <laughs> voice mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was good it was good oh, 
jeez. Yeah, and this. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. this movie was really good. I feel like watching it now intently to like write notes, mm-hmm. you pick up on more of like the feelings or the things that people say. Like, uh, I think Corbin obviously like was in the military. Yes. And he's dealing with a friend that was also in the military, but you, I never heard his name for the longest time and just found out his name was Finger. The and guy I was that like, you're talking to on the phone? On the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, what? I didn't know he had a name. I got a name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it was fun picking up on like little stuff like that. Yeah. Just like, or just like the subtle um, advertisements that you pick up on. Like, yep. McDonald's is plastered through the first like half yeah. hour of this movie. Yeah, it's not it so is. subtle. Is it not McDonald's? It's not McDonald's. Later on, I caught it. There's a there's a car chase, and they run through that train of what you think is McDonald's stuff. Yeah. No. And it is. Did they somehow find a way to get around? Yes. That's hilarious because you assume yeah. it's McDonald's. Yeah, because those Cause golden arches give it yep. away. Mm-hmm. It's like an upside down W. W, W, W. A big W. What is that? It's a mad, 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 mad world. world. I feel like that movie's come up multiple times. It's because it's great. I'll have to rewatch it. I think I hated it when I was a kid because oh. of you and dad. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So anyways... Uh, you think it's McDonald's, but it's actually Mega King because all the boxes say Mega King on it. Hilarious! They, I didn't even look that close. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't I did. either. I always thought it was McDonald's. And I was like, oh, Mega King. Like, so it's like just you know, it's walking that fine line between like Mega King. It, it's just a red box that says Mega King, and it has like the golden <laughs> arches. Yeah, because they definitely just have Coke products. Oh in yeah. There. Yeah yeah. Like it's not like it's Ultra. <laughs> but it's like is that a drink for the future for the future a name that's like kind of close to coke but not quite coke i don't know it's just kark just change the just change the vowels yeah (laughs) um so this movie getting back to it uh stars bruce willis as corbin dallas he's a cabbie in the future uh mila jovovich uh as lilu Gary Oldman as Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Yep. Okay, what a great name. Tricky as right arm, which is kind of like Zorg's henchman, pretty Uh much top henchman. Yeah. Sorry. So I was looking at that. I think on IMDb it calls Mm -hmm. him left arm or right arm. Right arm, yeah. And then in the the credits it says left arm. Oh. It's just really, I was like, is that the same person or is it a different person? No. Hmm. It was just weird. I was like, all right, all right. Um, Ian right. Holm plays Vito Cornelius, and Ian Holm is Bilbo. Who? Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Still scared of that one scene. Oh, where he lunges at the. He's ring. like, oh, you got that right, and his eyes go all weird and yeah. dark. Ugh. I remember being a kid and that freaking me out pretty bad. <laughs> I think that freaked anyone out. I mean, because you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, I was eleven when that movie came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like that part when he like lunges forward and then like Galadriel. When she, mm-hmm. like, you Changes. know, turns into a dark queen. Dude, I remember, like, burying my face in, like, dad's <laughs> shoulder or, like, mom's arm or something. Because I was like, I can't handle this. I don't know what's going on right now. I am glad you're like, no, nah, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. Anyways. Anyways. 
It also has Chris Tucker as mm. Ruby Rod, which I will say is the best character in this entire movie. <laughs> I love his character, Ruby mm. Rod. So over the top, so flamboyant, and just like in your face. Yeah. Yep. This guy. Um, and then there's like a couple other characters in here, a couple other actors that have like little bit parts. Like Luke Perry is in here at like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a little bit. Um, Who but plays the president? President Debo. <laughs> President <laughs> Debo. I, I think I when That's he my fifth element, punk. <laughs> That's a nice when he showed element. up on the screen, and all I could think, like, I was just like, what a random person to have play the president. Yeah. But it's like, I'd probably follow him too. <laughs> <laughs> what fifth element? <laughs> President Debo. But no, so we start off this movie with. A space scene. You see, like, the curvature of the Earth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And a big, thick ship is coming down, right? Yeah, that ship is dummy thick. <laughs> I hate that you guys <laughs> did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two seas thick. <laughs> so it lands in Egypt where you see a, a doctor and his apprentice or whatever and a couple people, like, trying to decipher these hieroglyphics that are on a wall yeah right this is where the line that throughout my childhood dad has said aziz light <laughs> oh yeah comes from <laughs> this doctor has this one little kid that's trying to reflect light into this like egyptian chamber yep with a large mirrored plate or something has no idea that a alien ship is coming to land right outside of this like pyramid or whatever okay um yeah it's like what is an alien at the time it's like 1914 i don't know if anyone really had like thought of stuff like that i would think so i mean you'd like to think so (laughs) i'm like how deep do we want to get about aliens (laughs) i don't know we could cut it out but just talk (laughs) isabel's hair is starting to stick up Starting to look like that guy Start off the history channel. Start getting real tan all of a sudden in a brown suit. <laughs> Whoever dressed that man in a brown suit? I think he dressed t- himself. Yeah, dressed probably. <laughs> I mean, I think there's... I mean, there's definitely, like, something going around. But, uh, like, in our like world... Like a sickness? <laughs> like a UFO. Like a- <laughs> They're all around us at all times. Is it a UFO or common cold? Which one is it? <laughs> UFO or common cold. That's what happened in Independence. Day... They yes. gave them a... The common cold. Yeah, like a virus. That is, is War, War of, of the, the Worlds. Worlds. No! Oh, shit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Arians. <laughs> Whatever. Common colds. But I'm thinking about, like, I don't... Arians? <laughs> I said it. I was trying to do the... the Are you talking about... Like, no, you mean, like, German people, right? Like the no. Aryan race? No. You sure? Yes. You know Bruce Willis was born in West Germany. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. So are you talking about him? I was thinking of... He's bald. Have you ever seen... You talking about skinheads? Have you heard the Goosebumps girl? She's like, oh my God, Goosebumps. That's what I was trying to do with Aryans. No. I know what well, you Well, you were... got to say the whole thing. You okay, can't well, say Well, I didn't say it, so... At first, I was like, you making fun of Asian people? No! And I was like, oh no, she's talking about Northern Europeans. Can you cut this out? I do not... <laughs> <laughs> That one's on you. That one's on you. But I'm just saying, okay, this is 1914. I don't think people have, like, I don't think there's a wide range of people who know about aliens. Yeah. But I think aliens have showed up, 
have shown up in history at different times. Mm. And that and a lot of people say that because of like cave paintings, hieroglyphics, I mean, even like earth yeah. mounds and whatnot. They're mm-hmm. like, these can only be seen from really high in the sky yeah. when planes were not, like planes weren't developed. They weren't invented at the time. So it's like, why are they making these symbols and something right. that looks like a landing strip? Like mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. what? Yeah. So, no, I, I get what you're saying. And dad like really liked talking about that too. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, it's like, that's what, like all those people with the helmets and the cave paintings, those are aliens. I think they just had big ass heads, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Their lifespan was ten years, so. (laughs) So the doctor's looking at this hieroglyphic, and you can see that there's, he's deciphered there's four elements: earth, wind, fire, water, and this one perfect being in the middle. It's the the fifth element. Every time he says it, you're kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, comes to find out that like in so many stories, there's like a keeper of the secret. So it, this father comes in like from the church and tries to poison these people. Like, yes. oh no, they found out too much. Yeah. And he's like, let's toast to your success. And he gives them like poison water. The doctor's like, you can't toast with water, like dumps it out. <laughs> um, he's like trash. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Also like there's all these kids, they're in the middle of the desert and he's just throwing water away all wimbly nimbly. We well, don't like, want to give the kids poison water. I mean, yes, I it's not like that. he it's not like he knew it was <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like wasted water. Yeah, he didn't know it was poison, but yeah. I was like, what a waste. If it wasn't poisoned. That's true. And then he was like, Go get the grappa. <laughs> <laughs> um so as this is going on inside this it has to be a pyramid or it's some type of I don't know. It looks like it's like in the middle of like some rock formation mm-hmm. in the middle it of the like desert. It, like it was just carved out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. The the ship lands and these aliens start walking kind of lumbering off. They they kind of re, they kind of reminded me of like these Eldar figures when I was a kid like way back when. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm getting the nod of approval. Codex I don't know what Warhammer 40,000. Yep. What's an Eldar? Remember those like What's little pewter figures? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's it's like tabletop gaming figures. Okay, yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> 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 you fucking nerds. <laughs> you, know, you guys ever heard of Eldar? <laughs> so they lumber off, and the wall that the doctor is looking at trying to decipher these codes, one of them just like sticks his finger with this key into the wall, and it opens up. Yep. And essentially, they are saying that this quote-unquote perfect being, this fifth element, is not safe on Earth anymore. And there's the fifth element, which looks like a sarcophagus, and these four stones that are around the sarcophagus in this room. Mm-hmm. So they are taking this, and they'll they'll be back in 300 years to defeat evil yeah, or something. And that's it's like this ominous, like, it's just evil. Whatever this thing is, we'll be back in 300 years, and we'll be back too. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately they end up killing the professor Luke Perry's character freaks out tries to shoot one of these aliens Mm -hmm. and he gets stuck as the doors close and sticks his finger out with the key in it and gives it to the father and says pass down the knowledge to whomever okay Mm -hmm. so then you can only assume that in 300 years this is passed down and they will all be coming back to this er this place to Mm -hmm. defeat evil Time not important. Time not important. That's right. And then we go to the future. And I think, Taylor, you... 
definitely brought this up when we were discussing the Aliens movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, how come every time they show like a future setting, it's so dirty? There's trash everywhere. And you're like, oh, the fifth element, it's real dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, they have they essentially make first contact with this evil entity that the secret order has been like, you know, talking about or whatever. And to kind of go back, I'm not even sure why they're trying to protect humanity from that, especially if they're like trying to save humanity because he's like the first guy's like so secretive. He's like I need to kill these people before they figure it out. Yeah. But then fucking Yukon Cornel <laughs> Cornelius just is like here president let me lay it out (laughs) he's gonna say it again I know he's gonna fuck up again I was I was saying it through like this whole movie watching it (laughs) anyway so essentially the United Federation whatever Mm -hmm. has made contact with this like dark entity the craft that shows up in front of it ends up getting destroyed and then Cornelius ends up laying out this entire uh, prophecy about the fifth element essentially saving mankind from this darkness. And that's the only way. Yes. Because evil begets evil. And they obviously tried blowing it up. It didn't work. It just got bigger. Yeah. The um, the general there or the, the captain of the ship that's in front of this mass out in space. And like you said, they're just there. Mm-hmm. They don't give any lead up to this. It's just like, oh, there's these ships in front of this mass. We're going to shoot it. Yeah. Pretty much. And that guy. Oh, I know. Baron Munchausen. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I was like, for the longest time, I was like, where is he from? Mm -hmm. That's uh, John Neville. I think I watched him in a movie and he was evil. And I was like. You didn't like that? I did not like He is in X-Files a couple times. Yeah. He's. Like hmm. ahead of the smoking man. Mm-hmm. The smoking man answers to him. Hmm. Mr. Mulder. <laughs> Mr. Mulder. <laughs> no. So that is John Neville, who also plays uh, Baron Munchausen in a movie that we, we watched well. a lot. Oh, we did. That movie that is movie's... so fucking weird, but it is so It's dope. like a fever I love, dream. I love Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Because I remember. We yes. can get into that when yeah, we get we'll, to that we'll movie, to but I was just like. It. We'll Ugh. get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, when John Neville says i like to shoot first and ask questions later Mm -hmm. in that scene where the three generals are nodding to the president the last general is the actor who played uh apone in aliens is that him yeah okay so okay i thought he looked a little familiar (laughs) but he 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 didn't have a cigar in his mouth no i know i I paused the movie like stuck my finger up like it was a cigar (laughs) in his mouth i was like oh that's (laughs) apone Look into my eye. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so they don't destroy this mass, and every missile they fire into it just gets larger and larger, and it ends up destroying all the ships that are in front of it. Yeah. Okay, and we can only go, we can only hazard to reason that this mass is so far away. Actually, they show it flying. It's outside of our uh, galaxy. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like right next to Jupiter. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> planet nerd <laughs> um so yeah it's it's just kind of sitting there now we go to earth that is super trash ridden <laughs> and we see corbin dallas which as you were saying you haven't picked up on certain things like when you were watching this previously mm-hmm. i picked up this time that he was like 
a major in the army and I knew he was talking to somebody that he knew that was in the army with him. But I think that guy also owns the cab company that he now drives for. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, I'm fine. I'm a cabbie. And I can only assume (laughs) it's like New York or some megalopolis or something. Yeah. They're in New York. Okay. He's very well decorated. You see all these medals, but he's fine. Just, flying under the radar and not doing any more type of military work at all. Correct. And from what I can gather is he is like the best. He's the biggest badass that the army ever had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. He knows how to drive, fly, shoot anything that they have. Anything that is, is, has been built. And unfortunately he's divorced. He's living in a shitty apartment. Yep. He was married but now he's divorced. I was like, you're and, <laughs> and yeah, he's, he has a freaking medal of honor. But he's like, got a cute little cat. Yeah. He does have a cat. And that's the cat that I say your cat. Uh, oh, Rensler my God. Always looks it like. does. Because oh, it is a little cross-eyed. Oh, oh it's gosh. a lot cross-eyed. It's no. a lot cross-eyed. We'll have to post some pictures of your cat looking cross-eyed. I didn't. We'll have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch later on when they're like, hey, you need to go on this mission. He's like, I've been out of the military for six months. I'm like, six months? Mm-hmm. You are literally down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. That went zero to 60. The 5,000 block. Six months. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of moments in this movie that... <laughs> My elbow itched. So I didn't... I, I'm, hold, I'm holding a mic and I didn't... There we go. Well, there was one time in one of, in one of the podcasts That's where you itch. just hear this slapping. Uh-huh. It tells like my elbow itch. Like, so he slapped it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Why oh, did we, you we definitely slap your elbow. It. Yeah, because it itched. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If either one of us make the mistake of yawning in front of the other two, we definitely make it sound like we are operatic singers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but oh yeah. In this movie, there's a lot of instances where there's continuity or they cut from like this scene to that scene where things are going on at the same time. Correct. So as we are meeting Corbin, the whole issue with the mass and Cornelius talking to the president about this is this one perfect being that can save humanity is going on. Mm -hmm. So those two things are going on in unison. And, And all those jumps like back and forth mm-hmm. are like very tasteful. Yes. Like they lead into each other by like a word or some like movement or something. It reminded me of Austin Powers, mm-hmm. the man like at the very end where Dr. Evil escapes in his ship and they're like, Oh my gosh, it looks like a, and they're like, get <laughs> yeah. your hot dog. <laughs> like that type of thing. Speaking of a movie that I can almost completely recite. Cause I watched that movie so much when i was a kid austin powers yeah that one and the second one that's hilarious i didn't know you watched it that much yeah i definitely remember watching him a decent amount because they were pretty funny well nicole random nicole and i watched the like all three of them this past week and i remembered how much one week yeah and then i remembered how much i didn't like gold member i was like yeah this movie that was anyone's favorite uh, i'm like mike myers playing yet again another character and I'm like, yeah, this guy's annoying. Yeah. So it's Mike Myers, though. But one and two, gold. Yeah, member. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so we we meet Corbin Dallas. 
And this is where you first hear like Ruby Rod. So he wakes up, he smokes like this one cigarette, he's trying to quit. And you hear this, I don't know, he's like a radio personality, but mm-hmm. like in your face and also on this little monitor in this shitty apartment, you hear Ruby Rod, Chris Tucker's uh, character, went that you can win a trip to Flossed in Paradise with him, blah, 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 blah. That's it. And mm-hmm. that's all you hear. And as that's going on, Flash over to Cornelius, talking to the president, Yeah, says, you have about 48 hours until this thing reaches Earth, kills mm. all humanity, blah, blah, blah. The president says there's 200 billion people on the planet. That's insane. So if you think about it, we have, what, about seven and a half billion yeah. right now? So just multiply that by, I don't know, do the math. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Um... Well, I mean, you look at the city and just everything's on top of There's each other. Layers and it's layers. just so freaking gross looking. It's like, I think when you look at the skyline when the uh, plane takes off to take them to Floss in Paradise, yeah. not only did they expand up, but they expanded down. Because at first yes. I was like, wow, they raised up the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure the Statue of Liberty is there. Like, where it's like always been, mm-hmm. but they just like added to it and like the oceans have like receded or wow, yeah there's no water <laughs> and plus the brooklyn bridge is like 500 feet up in the air yeah. or like more a thousand feet up in the air and i'm yeah. like jesus christ so cornelius is talking to everybody and brings up the monachiwan which is this race of alien that took the fifth element and these four stones originally and now they're back 300 years yeah so they're like, oh, there's this spaceship, the Monachiwan spaceship. They want to enter our airspace. Can you buzz us up? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and as you see this thick ship flying through space, they... I'm just thinking of, like, two butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very rotund ship. It's like, like it an was... almond. It's like a shape of an almond, but just yeah. giant. But like... But had like, a big caboose. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thick ass almond. <laughs> <laughs> Them thrusters, man. Uh, oh God. But so the spaceship starts flying and is instantly shot down by these two smaller, like, attack ships yeah. or yeah. whatever. Okay. I so, fucking love how those ships look. Yeah. They're oh. so dope. <laughs> Do you want to describe them? They're like a star. So they're shot down by star. <laughs> So they they crash onto uh, I guess is Earth no right? or it's like a, a moon it's just like yeah it's like rubble or something yeah, it's like some that. other moon I will let planet. you know that like there's Earth there's Flossed in Paradise which is this uh, planet which is all water and it's just like a paradise planet and mm-hmm. then the ship that the ship crash lands into what I thought was earth but i guess it's like a moon it's just something yeah it's just something. Okay. Yeah. An- another b- celestial body if you're just floating in space <laughs> <A brick wall>. <laughs> <laughs> everything happens so fast in this movie because it's yeah. like cornelius is like you have 48 hours and he's like these are the only people that can help you and then it's like boom they're at the door like hey we're here to help you yep and it's like okay come on through they're shot down and you're like, oh my god! Like, and I think there, Cornelius like sits down. He's like, I've we've waited 300 years for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like everything's done. But at that point, I guess recovery ships uh, from New York recover like 
not a body, but a piece of a body. It's a it's a hand. It's like a hand. Yeah. And it's like literally the hand off the side of the statue. Of the statue that they collected three hundred years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really important because the president is now on board with oh, this is the only race that can save all of humanity. Correct. So any anything they can get from the rubble is yeah. useful. And I think it's cool that technology has come so far. It's like they bring the arm into this facility where they reanimate. And this guy's mm-hmm. talking about, it's like, oh, humans only have like this amount of like things in their DNA. It's like, this has like a billion. Mm-hmm. So it's a billion. Like, <laughs> a billion. <laughs> so it's like this perfect being. Yeah. So, which it's funny all through this whole like beginning of the movie is like, oh, this man's going to like save us and everything. This man. This man. <laughs> perfect man. Yeah. This is a man's world. Yep. <laughs> it's a man. That's a great song. Yeah. We're gonna get copyright struck. You need to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. I You're think the one dead. singing. You're gonna be dead. You'll be dead. <laughs> Jeez, oh, that God. is how our conversation. <laughs> So one like, movie to another. So movie to a lyric. like, oh, cool. Reanimation. It's man's worth. They're like, what the fuck is What happening? am I listening to? <laughs> so they bring this arm into the reanimation center and they start building on this body. Mm-hmm. So they literally build this being from the Like arm slice up. by slice almost. Yes. Yep. It's yeah. kind of cool how they put the body together. And mm-hmm. it doesn't look super terrible. I mean, it's like 90s it's, computer graphics. But yeah, but it's it, not like the it's worst not thing awful. you've ever seen. Yeah. No, it's like they're like stacking cards, like sliver slices of bone. And then this machine rolls over the skeleton and like weaves the muscle fibers on yeah. top. And then mm-hmm. they go through like, oh, we're going to bombard it with these rays and then the body protects itself so it grows skin mm-hmm. and then after a while yes. they're like they're like remove the shield and then you just see uh Lilu which is Mila Jovovich like laying there naked <laughs> they're like and I'm that's like, not oh. a man. <laughs> that's not a man it's a perfect <laughs> being that's not a man it's a woman <laughs> which her whole look is like the coolest look in the like yeah. I love it. It's like the she's got like this bright orange hair with like blonde roots. Yep. And then Dude, they her put hair, the, her hair had to been so dry through this entire movie. Oh, I mean it. Yeah, Woo. probably. Like how <laughs> but, many times did they have to bleach and then recolor? Bleach and color for <laughs> grow out. Ugh. But then they cover up kind of thermal strips. Yeah, thermal strips, which is <laughs> like, like okay. You ever put a piece of tape over your boobie? That's basically what it is. <laughs> Over your boobies and bits. <laughs> That's it. It's like, boom, clothing. There you go. It's legal. I'm ready to go to a rave. <laughs> but they have She to... was really raved out. Yeah. yeah. She was. She was. Okay. Um, but they bring her to life and... <laughs> well, they bring her I'm sorry. He just can't leave it alone. He just can't leave it alone. Especially when it's that song. But she wakes up (laughs) speaking a different language. Yep. And it's supposed to be this like angelic language. Like before language language was language. So from what we know that the archaeologists found that this has been a thing that happens every 5,000 years since the beginning of time. And Cornelius is ready for it. Obviously, 
uh, the evil entity that we learn later on is called Mr. Shadow. Which is hilarious. Yeah, it is funny. I he just like, makes a phone call. With like a hat. <laughs> oh, Mr. Shadow. My Mr. Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> it's just a ball in like a trench coat. Like. <laughs> Always hiding out in yep. shadows. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so everybody is poised for something to happen in the next couple days here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the perfect being is, uh, I guess they, they wake her up in a way. And she's in this like clear tube. And the main general character is like, if you want to get asshole. out of there, <laughs> you better learn to like, I don't know, say please. Or like, you better play play ball. Yeah. So she punches him through this thing That's that is supposed up. to be unbreakable. Yep. Knocks him out. Takes the the card, the multi pass, mm-hmm. um, and escapes from this facility. Correct. Did you happen to notice that when she punches him, there's clearly a chunk of that glass? Yeah. That's supposed to break away. There's just like, like a, a nice little, little white line around where her fist. Goes. Yeah. It's a little fab. A little fab. Like, damn. Damn what? Just like. Out of everything that's gorgeous in this movie, they couldn't fucking hide that a little better. Or like, just cut it like <laughs> ah, a little bit. Jeez. So uh. she escapes, and then we yep. run into, again, with future movies, futuristic movies, the fashion is weird, and everything's clear and plastic. And mm-hmm. you're like, who's walking around in some f- plastic pants? And steep, like gross. Just latex pants. It's ugh, mm. it's gross. I bet my bottom dollar. <laughs> Weird. But this is when we get a clip of police officers mm-hmm. and what they dress in. Yeah, fuck that. It's like I'd be sweating. They look my like ass turtles all the time. They do look like they look like they would transform into a transformer, yeah. <laughs> or they're like kind of half human. It's like a turtle with Iron Man's like center little <laughs> glowing spot Yep. except and it's off to the side it's bulky they could not move around at all and the funny thing is is they're crawling through like duct work after lilu trying to trying to trying like, to get her get her yeah, yeah. Yep. and i think there's a cop that's like ma'am i need you do to stop. you understand me and <laughs> she just, just walks away and he's like, like she doesn't <laughs> What, you don't want to go on to that tiny-ass ledge with all that bulky, yeah, like, outfit? I think yeah, pretty no. much all the cops are, like, in these bulky outfits are, like, fat and tired. And you're like, <laughs> I mean, pretty much fat all the ones. Sassy. That- <laughs> pretty much all the cops you come into, it's like, they're sweaty, they're fat. But it's also, like. It's New York. <laughs> it's gross. It's New York. It's gross. Once a toilet, always a toilet. <laughs> you ever been there? I can't call Shout out to New York City. Shout <laughs> out. Um, but, but yeah, he, but when she's escaping, she kind of breaks through the building and she's standing on the edge and she looks out over the city that forgot to mention this. They have flying cars. Okay. <laughs> and it's as the ta- future. Yeah. And as you mm-hmm. alluded to Taylor, everything is super tall. Like you can't see the ground. There's mm-hmm. just this fog mist that is it's, kind of over the ground. So you build up above the storm pretty yeah. much. It's okay. like Coruscant from uh star Wars. Is that the city? Yeah. The city planet. Yeah. Fuck you, single. So, I- <laughs> <laughs> so when she looks out at the city, she starts tearing up, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, she's like emotionally disturbed at the look of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what she's supposed to be protecting. Where's the grass? Where's the sand? Where's, Where's the-, the trees? Um, I don't like sand. It's hard. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so good. So she's on this ledge. She's chased by the police, and then she just takes this like leap off of the building. I don't know really know what her plan was. She was just like going with the flow, like something's gonna happen. But she ends up crashing through the top of Corbin Dallas's cab. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He gets it under control, pulls over to the side, and sees that this woman is in the back of his cab. And earlier, he's talking to his friend Finger on the phone before he goes to work, and he's talking about his divorce. But he's like, "I'm gonna meet that perfect woman," and Finger's like, "She's not out there. Stop looking for." Her. And of course, like, there's this what I would consider this like weak sub storyline of mm-hmm. like him trying to find this perfect woman. And then like him instantly falling in love with Lilu that fell through his cab. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, all right, we'll make this work. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to explain to him. She doesn't speak English, but you get big bada boom, like out of this, like she's trying to describe. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I was shot down, big bada boom, um, and Corbin Dallas essentially goes against the police officers that are telling that's telling him to open his door so they can apprehend this person and leads him on a chase. You know, tries to get away. You can definitely tell that the the police system in this day and age is like zero tolerance for anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just they're don't like. Care. It's like, if you drive away, we're just going to shoot you. Yeah. These, <laughs> these police cars on the front have, like, mounted uh, automatic uh, guns on them. Yeah. yeah. He drives, like, because he, he passes through this one intersection, and there's four cars that just light him up. They almost turn his car, like, to Swiss cheese, where it's, like, falling apart. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> I just love how stylized they are. Like, they almost just kind of remind me of, like, older cars, like old Chevys. Yeah. Or, like, cars from, like, the 40s. And... Like a Hermes. Yeah. It's like you think about futuristic cars and it's just like a car, but with like no wheels. It's or either like, a triangle or like bubbly. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like the Jetsons. It's just yep. a bubble. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're really cool. Really stylized. I always liked them. So they elude the police officers mm-hmm. and Lilu tells them and, you know, as she almost passes out because she passes out a lot in this movie. It's like, if something is overstimulating, she's just like, oh, and like passes out. She, yeah. we learn, we come to find out that like she needs love and affection and whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the fifth element. Does love and affection. So she's basically Captain Planet. Pretty much. <laughs> heart. Get out of here. Get your heart out of here. But she tells Corbin to go to uh, Vito Cornelius's house. Yeah. And he takes her there. Vito opens the door and is like, oh, I don't do weddings. Like, that's down the hall. (laughs) But he's kind of living in the same, like, shitty conditions as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And he thinks that the fifth element at this point is is gone. He doesn't know that they've, like, brought this person back. Yeah. So he goes to find out, like, oh, this is the fifth element. She has, like, this weird, like, marking on her. There's always a marking, a special birthmark or something. Tells her to wake, tells Corbin to wake her up. And this, I think, is funny because he lays her down on the couch and he's like, oh, no, like, wake her up. So he's, like, <laughs> overcome and, like, goes in and, like, kisses her. 
and you see her eye pop open, and then you just hear this huge handgun like power up, like boo. And he's like, "Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. I'm so sorry." <laughs> you're right. You're right. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. So she's holding it to his head and like just picks him up off the couch and is like talking in this language that you don't really need to understand to know what she's saying. It's like, yeah, she's probably fucking pissed. Yeah, and she's about <laughs> to blow him away, pretty much. She's essentially like, "Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape." <laughs> yeah. Um. Which is weird. So they reanimated her and they like never thought to call Cornelius be like, hey, we actually found a piece of this ship or mm-hmm. a piece of this perfect being you were talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. he would be the only one to like reel her in and like, like well, be able to talk to this. Well, I think being. it's because the president was like, it's now a government issue. Uh, government always the steps worst. In. Government always <laughs> steps in. Yeah. But this is also where Lilu being in. Cornelius is, I'm just going to call him Vito. It sounds cooler. Or Yukon. <laughs> or Yukon. <laughs> Probably not that. No! But, <laughs> but as in Vito's apartment, this runs parallel with us first seeing Zorg. Mm-hmm. So Zorg is a kind of like a, a warmonger. He's selling weapons to the, Mon- not the Monachewans, but to the Mangalorians which are the ones who shot down the Monachewans and the fifth element. Yeah. Okay. So he is going to sell some cases. He's going to give some cases of these awesome guns to the bad guys because they were supposed to steal the case that had these four stones in it. Mm -hmm. He wants it for some reason. And we find out that he's working with or working for Mr. Shadow, which is this evil entity, which is now just an orb Sitting out in space, sucking up uh, satellites. Yeah, <laughs> but just the, so he can make a phone call. Just so he can make a phone call. Um, God, he must have like T-Mobile or Sprint <laughs> or something. But uh, roasted. Boom. <laughs> so when he's making this deal with the Mangalorians, he finds out he like opens the case and there's no stones in it. Yeah, and the guy's like. We're mercenaries, not merchants. Like, what do you want from us? Give us some guns. <laughs> he was like, he wanted a case. We brought you one. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> say like, it had to have anything in it. <laughs> Them's the rules. Like, I was like, that's kind of a shitty thing. <laughs> you do know how to count, don't you? Here, look at my fingers. <laughs> um, And the gun. It's like. It does everything. Dude, that gun is so cool. <laughs> it looks like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> and on to the next scene. <laughs> no, the, it's so awesome. It looks like the gun is called the ZF one, and it comes apart, and it kind of just like fits over your entire hand. Yep, and, or arm, I guess you could say. But it has like it has a, a flamethrower, a uh, machine gun, a missile. It does have a missile. Uh, it shoots nets. Uh, it shoots poison darts. Like it's it's brews everything. a cup of coffee. <laughs> It's a universal remote, like (laughs) anything you could ever want in a gun. But Zorg doesn't want to give him the guns because there's no stones. He's like, okay, we'll we'll leave you one case, you know, for the cause. But Mm -hmm. then he tries to like blow them up. Yeah, pretty much. He tries to kill him because you know, no stones. Fuck you. That (laughs) no stones. Fuck you. No stones. Fuck you. (laughs) Um. So this flashes back to Lilu, which is in. To Lilu, learning our history, mm-hmm. lets Vito know that, oh no, the stones aren't, weren't on the ship. We didn't trust the humans. They're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she says that they were given to a trusted person, which is 
in Floston, mm-hmm. pretty much. Zorg is like, okay, somehow he knows to go get the go get Vito Cornelius. Yeah. For some, I don't understand how he knew, like, go get him because he maybe he knows that he knows about the stones. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, it was probably just from Mr. Shadow. Like, I assume he would know. Yeah. Like, know. who knows about what? And he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the guy that would be the only contact on Earth. Go yeah. get him. I mean, if he's like this spiritual advisor and he's in cahoots with the Monachewans. Yes. The Montenegros. <laughs> <laughs> Monachi ones. Um, then, yeah. Like, he knew where they were going to be to shoot them down. Like, yeah. Okay. So, Zorg and Vito have, like, a quick, what is it, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Correct. And Zorg ends up letting him go, not killing him. And now they have to still find the stones. Because yeah. Vito's like, yeah, I don't have the stones. Sorry. So, after Vito leaves... The stage is set for everybody to kind of track down these stones, yeah. right? Zorg's going after them. Vito has Lilu, which they need to find out the, where the stones are. They need to go get them. Uh, and now we see Corbin, who is sitting in his apartment. <laughs> He's eating Thai food at like one of these like floating restaurants pulled up. Uh, next to his apartment and he's talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, I've had a real shitty day. And then he gets some mail and he's like, I don't even want to open it. And the guy's like, Oh, you always have to look on the bright side. I bet you, you lunch. Like <laughs> I bet you your meal, like it's good. And he lets the guy open up. He's like, Oh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, at least I won lunch. <laughs> yeah. At least I won yeah. lunch. So he flies off and Corbin gets a phone call from it's his mom. I didn't look up who played his mom, but it's like she's not happy about anything. She's like, "Oh my god, I like I'm here. You didn't even invite me. I can't believe it." And he's like, "What are you talking about? You're like gonna that, leave your poor mother on this planet." It's like that <laughs> New York accent, like I freeze my ass <laughs> off on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Ma," I and this happens like multiple times. Yeah, on the movies. <laughs> oh, no, it happens when he's in. Uh, floss the paradise. Yeah. You he, miserable bastard. I never should have pushed you out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he gets to the hotel and he's like, oh man, a little luxury in life can't hurt. His mom finds him at the hotel he's staying in. Yep. The room and everything. He didn't give that information to her, mm-hmm. but he's sitting at the edge of the bed, like talking to his mom when he should be having fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, how did anybody know bastard. that I was in this room? <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> she'll get you <laughs> so he's he's not even talking to his mom he never talks to his mom he just listens to his mom Correct. gripe on the phone and then his door buzzes and it is the same general and a couple other people that you saw talking with the president at his front door he's like i gotta go i gotta take this so the general comes in he's like oh hey corbin how's it going oh look like Look like you have a nice life here. I like the place, <laughs> what you've done with it, you know, kind of like patronizing him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do any any more military work. And he's like, well, you happen to be the only guy that's alive that can do all these things, and mm-hmm. we need you, so you're doing it. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have any way to get to Floston, pretty much. He's like, oh, I hear you won this uh, they you won this contest. Yeah, you check your mail. You I don't think I contest? can handle any more good news. He's like, "Oh, looks like you're the winner of the Gemini Croquet contest," and he fucking rips down his light. <laughs> he's, like, he's so fucking you. pissed. He's like, "You rigged it." 
You yeah. So essentially the government rigged this uh, planetary contest to send him and his stand-in wife, which is this hawking woman. It's like Sergeant Iceborg. Major Iceborg. Major Iceborg. <laughs> <laughs> and when she nods, it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She does like a German heel click and like mm-hmm. like does a quick <laughs> nod. Like, All right. Oh, he's like, I am not going. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she would break you. <laughs> yeah. And then through all this, like hilarity ensues. His door buzzes again, and there's Lilu and Vito mm-hmm. there. So he shoves these three people into his refrigerator and the refrigerator like drops into the floor yeah you know because it's like a very minimalist type of apartment yeah it's a fridge a sink and, and a, a shower, shower. yeah because you can see the little faucet when it goes past the camera yep. i'm like is that a sink too gross <laughs> lilu and Vito come in and he's like i heard you on the radio you won these tickets i gotta go because in floston is are the stones mm-hmm. so they have to go and meet this person and also Zorg knows that he won. <laughs> so the pol- Zorg sends the police to go and find this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he hides them somewhere else. And I guess when police do a sweep, they you have to put your hands on these two yellow circles and they can look into your apartment and see if like anybody else is in there. Mm-hmm. So he puts his he he puts his hands on the wall. And they're like, are you human? He's like, no, I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, oh, smart ass. And he's about to like open the door. But then Corbin's name is on somebody else's door mm-hmm. who essentially does not uh, give him the correct answer. So they go in and they're like, oh, this smoke is- you. Yeah, smoke <laughs> you. So they go in, they take this poor guy. And that guy, actually, that actor was... The actor Richard Leaf plays Neighbor. Mm-hmm. He was in a Harry Potter movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was uh, oh. with Kingsley Shacklebolt when yep. they went to take uh, Dumbledore away. That is right. So, hold on one second. Fucking Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> <laughs> magic nerd. You magic nerd. <laughs> uh, one thing that we haven't talked about is this. Oh, sorry. I'm just a brief implied sex scene. Only shoulders and above are shown. <laughs> We're sh- not to that part yet. Parent guide. Parent guide. <laughs> Deal with it. We're Jesus. not to that. Parent guide. A man explodes. Pieces go flying, but nothing identifiable and very brief. That is all. So, so they take him. They think they have Corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Vito gets out of this like little chamber he's in, knocks him out, takes the tickets, and he and Lilu are supposed to be going off to Floss in Paradise to yeah. pick up these stones. Yeah. So Corbin is now everybody is trying to get onto this spaceship as Corbin Dallas. There are multiple people that say like, "I'm Corbin Dallas. I'm Corbin Dallas. I'm Corbin mm-hmm. Dallas." Vito tries sending uh, his what I can only assume is like. Uh, an apprentice or a ward, mm-hmm. whatever, with Lilu. His Padawan. His Padawan. He's like a nervous <laughs> Nelly the entire time. Pretty much. And yeah, he is fucking hilarious. He's, He's always tripping and like stuttering and sweating <laughs> and he just can't do anything right. <laughs> It's like he's very smart, but it's just like 
his interactions with people are very yeah, chaotic. He he gets up to the counter with Lilo and he's like tickets tickets tickets. She's like, yeah, I see. There's she's like Corbin Dallas and he's like, yeah, Corbin Dallas. She's like, are you sure? And at the same time, the real Corbin shows up and he's just like, oh yeah, the trash. Oh my god, it's Corbin Dallas and he's like, oh. I made it in time. I sent David here <laughs> to get my tickets. Thank you. And he like pushes him away, but he gives him like a fucking death stare yeah. when he pushes him away. <laughs> He's like, I am Corbin Dallas, and I'm here with my wife. Lilu Dallas multipass. Yeah, multi-pass. This is, yeah we multi-pass. get the, the famous line. No, multi-pass. it's a multipass. <laughs> it's a multipass. <laughs> She's very... <laughs> Multi-pass. <laughs> <laughs> which during that time, them getting on the flight, she learns English. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I they kind of get very interesting. They get separated mm-hmm. because as soon as Ruby Rod uh, is notified that Cor- who is the the radio personality, is notified that Corbin Dallas is on the plane, he's like, "Okay, I have this show going on. I'm going to interview you." This is where my notes stopped. Like, I yes. watched this whole yep. scene. I, you can't take notes. You just have to watch it. It says uh-huh. Ruby Rod on mine, and then it says Dash Hallway. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have anything else. Nope. Because I stopped taking notes. I'm just like, I... Ha- I was just like, I can't even explain it. That's what I typed The next four up. minutes is just all about him and what he does and his personality. Do you want to describe, like, visual... Like, paint the picture of what Ruby Rod looks like to the people? I mean, in this scene, I mean, he's In blonde. this scene, yeah. He's blonde. Mm-hmm. He has his. He has whole- a pool noodle on the front of as his hair. Yeah, a blonde pool noodle. <laughs> if you can imagine that sticking mm-hmm. up from his head, it's all leopard print. Everything. Skin tight. Skin tight. But he his upper like shoulders and above is open. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you see his jewelry. You see everything he's wearing, and it's just chaos. Yeah, I mean. Do you guys know who Chris Tucker is? I'm speaking to the audience, not my siblings. Obviously, they know who he yeah, is. Yeah. It's like, this is him, like, to the max. Yeah. He is loud. He is obnoxious. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He goes to, like, sign some autographs and just uses, like, this guy's, like, paintbrush yeah. and just wipes <laughs> it over the photos of himself, which, if you follow a pop star and he does something like that, that would be pretty sweet. Anyways, but he, he, he like signs the entry to the ship with, with a like, glass of champagne. Glass of champagne. <laughs> he just spills it all over <laughs> while he's talking like over his broadcast yeah. about what's going on and strewn through this. He's like, let's get some words from Corbin Dallas. And he just gives like these one or two word answers. Uh, he's like, uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, and he's got a montage, like he's got. Is it a montage? Not a montage. Montage. (laughs) Montage. What am I thinking? Like groupies like behind him. Like yes men. Like hanging on every. This entourage. Yeah. Yeah, Entourage Entourage montage. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Entourage. A montage. (laughs) And they're following him and they're like speaking to Corbin. It's like they're just interacting Mm -hmm. with him. But they're kind of all dressed similar to him. Mm -hmm. So it's like day to day their outfits match rubies which i think is just really fun yeah but and women fall at his feet yeah. yes women love he's him. he's a very sexual being <laughs> and it it really uh it is really funny that his microphone is in 
is in the end of this long like gold cane with a ruby on it. <laughs> yeah. So he's like talking into that and he has like an earpiece so he's like flicking this thing around and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he sees this one stewardess and he goes up to her and he's like talking really slow to her and like, oh yeah, baby. Bro. And like, yeah, women just <laughs> Isabel's like, shut up, you're my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Adults here too. We're all know, over the age. Like, We're all over the age Fun of thirty. Fact: <laughs> That woman that he talks to, who passes out because he's mm-hmm. just talking in her face, and she's yeah. like, "This is the most amazing thing ever." She is in Interview with a Vampire. She's in a, a oh, lot of movies. Oh, is she the uh, housekeeper that gets bitten? Yeah. No. Yep. It's, <laughs> no. I don't think she's not like, a housekeeper. The uh, I think she's like a prostitute. Yeah, she's a prostitute. She's a prostitute. Yeah. Does she, she get, get bitten? She gets that her one. boob bit. She gets her boob bit. Oh, the yeah. boob biter. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise, that little boob biter. <laughs> but then she's wow. She's the woman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wowie wow. We derailed very. But fast. then she's she's the woman at the beginning of Resident Evil, yes. who's in the elevator, yes. who gets her head chopped off. Ooh. So she's in a lot of movies. Yeah. And you know who I mean, else is in Resident Evil? Millions Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Bruce like, Willis, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> Bruce Willis. So there's a there's a part where Ruby Rod is walking up this hallway, seducing women, mm-hmm. and he's like talking to this woman for a second. It's not the pass out one, but just the first one he comes across. Oh yeah. And he goes around to say to have uh, Corbin Dallas say something. Well, he's got his cane up. He smacks the stewardess in the head, and I never noticed. Yeah, and she like flies <laughs> through a doorway. <laughs> I never noticed it. So it's like watching this scene; you have to be aware of everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really funny to catch. I was like, "Oh, he smacked her in the face." And if you can imagine, Ruby Rod has a very high pitched voice, and he talks really fast. So he's like, "Come on, mommy, mommy, mommy!" Like that's him, just all the way through. It's me from the Muppets. But then, <laughs> but then, as soon as the broadcast is over, he's like, "Okay, shut." It. He shuts it down, and he just is like, "Is it good?" And the, his guys are like, "Oh, it was awesome, Corbin. It was uh, uh. It One was guy green. starts oh. crying. It was so green." And he was like, was it super green? And they're like, oh, yes. It was like dark green, like forest green, emerald. It was great. And then he takes like a cigarette and he does this thing where he's like, bzz, 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 like yeah, get whenever, away from me. Whenever he wants somebody to go away, he just puts his hand up and goes. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a way to tell people to leave. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he, looks at, he looks at Corbett and he's like, look, I have a broadcast to do. Tomorrow when I'm with you, make sure that it is green. He was like, be on, be funny, say more than two words. And Corbin's like, okay, yeah, let me tell you something. I don't fucking care that you have this broadcast going on. Yeah. He was like, I'm not here for you. And he was like, is that green? He's like, super green. (laughs) Yeah. He finally finds, uh, he gets back into like the plane area, finds Lilu. And they're in these like little sleep chambers, pretty mm-hmm. much. And this is where L- Corbin's like, "You can't run off like that. I have to protect you. You're the you know supreme being." And she's like, "I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. I'm the supreme being. Like, don't mm-hmm. worry. Look at, my hair. Look at my hair. <laughs> Look at my hair. Look at my hair." Um. So then they essentially just they go into hyper space, hyper space, hyper sleep. 
And also hyperspace. And hyperspace, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a secret mission to a charter space. <laughs> <laughs> this is where a lot of this is where a lot of stuff happens that I'm like So Corbin and Lilu are on the ship and then Vito finds his way on like into the like landing gear. Yeah. So he's like in the innards <laughs> of, the, the, ship. of yeah. the ship. And at the same time would you say his name was Left Eye? Or left <laughs> arm, right, right arm, right arm. Jesus Christ! So right arm also shows up at the airport. It's just like I'm Corbin Dallas, and he's just like that's the lady's me. like, yeah, no. I've had like eight people like show up. Like, oh yeah, and then the guy, the other guy at the apartment shows up in disguise. The, the guy that Zorg took away from the apartment. Yeah, the aliens, the Mangalorians. Mm-hmm are like shapeshifters. So he's impersonating him and he's like, I'm Corbin Dallas. And this lady's (laughs) like the real Corbin Dallas. And she essentially sees that it's an alien calls the cops. There's a gun battle and they dive into this pile of garbage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, tell Zorg that like, we have to go to option two or whatever. And then they just flee. So, well, the, the thing about this is, it makes it feel a lot like rat race or it's a mad, mad, mad world. Cause there's yeah. all of these parties like vying to find these stones. So the Mangalorians, because Zorg blew them up at like the arms deal. Yeah. They're not with him. They're like getting the stones for their own purposes. Correct. Probably just so Zorg doesn't have them. Yep. Yeah. Out of spite. Yeah. So everyone's doing their own thing and right arm is at, uh, the airport, like for Zorg, he fails. So at the same time, he blows up right arm, and then just decides to go to Floss in Paradise himself. Yeah, Zorg. Yes. <laughs> he's like, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. He's like, What? You don't have it? Oh fuck. Yeah. He's like, Are you laughing at me? <laughs> are, are you making fun of me? He's like, Hey Zorg, what's up? And he just answers, Are you making fun of me? I'm like, What? <laughs> I could have worked for crazy people. I can't believe we haven't talked about how Zorg looks. At all. Oh, his fashion. Yeah. So, Gary Oldman. Fashion. He has, like, half of his head is shaved, and the other half is this long black hair that kind of, like, dips over his face. Basically how people dress nowadays. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And on the shave side, he has, like, this little plastic, like, skull cap, like, that sits over his head, Mm -hmm. and he has a little soul patch. Yeah. Yeah. And he he talks like a southern gentleman. But he's just a warmonger. Mm-hmm. Baptiste Emmanuel Zork. <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> so where do we leave off after that? I think ev- at this point, everyone's just left for Floss in Paradise. Every- everybody's going to Floss. They are on Floss in Paradise. Ship shows up. Floss in Paradise is essentially like a water world where it's just a paradise <laughs> world. <laughs> you can't say oh. water world around me. <laughs> Started thinking about fucking love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, they get to this pleasure ship, and Corbin is in his room. His mom calls Mm -hmm. somehow. She tracked him down, like you said. (laughs) Um, But everybody is there to see this alien singer, Pava Laguna. Mm -hmm. Okay, and she is also the one that the. Monachewans gave the stones to to keep it like as a friend. Yeah. So she knows that Lilu's there. She sends like one of her attendants, like, go, you know, talk mm-hmm. to her around the corner. And she's performing that night. So Lilu's waiting for her 
at her room, which she said, yeah. like, just wait here. Corbin Dallas is in this, like, concert hall who has walked around with Concert Ruby. hall! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of dad. Um, Get out! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of dad. One That's of my the, segue into what I what want to talk about. What we completely shut the fuck up, single dude. I got shit to say. <laughs> well, okay, we completely glazed over them leaving, like taking off, and that whole fun scene that like just splices together perfectly. What are you talking about? When they leave New York City, and Ruby's with the woman, and they're like I underneath. Mean, okay, the ship. go back. Come on, talk I mean, about we it. We don't have to. We're we're not. You got to go to a movie in like three hours. We got plenty of time. Whatever. So one of the people that dad always impersonates is the guy who's putting in like the fuel charge because he's just like, we need heat, man. So whatever he's cooking, he'll like fucking say that we yep. need heat, man. <laughs> and what you're talking about is essentially it's the um, the starship equivalent of a ground crew at an airport. Yeah, Correct. right. They have to like. They have to they have to flamethrow the underside of the ship to get like parasites off, and then like oh the the nuclear cell is empty, so they have to like put another one in. Mm-hmm. So and that coincides with like them putting a nuclear cell in, with like Ruby Rod having sex with one of the stewardesses, and like oh we need heat to get the uh, the parasites out. Like that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Cool. I was um, just gonna bring up that. Dad impersonates that guy. That he was does. literally all I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Do you want to continue? No, I'm good. You sure? Ruby Rod? I mean, we're pretty much at the part where it's the opera scene. Yeah. Which is one of the best scenes yeah. in the movie. The music, the what everyone is wearing is amazing. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like the Victorian era. Like, it reminds me of the movie... And I mean, mom loves this movie, uh, Amadeus. Mm. I've never seen that movie. I've always wanted to see it. it it's pretty good. I'm, yeah. Know, that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> I, <saw it. laughs> I really, really <laughs> sold it, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know. You want to really see good. it? Like but that. it kind of reminds me of the movie Amadeus, but space age. Cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Like people are wearing like powdered wigs and stuff, but then their powdered wig is also like futuristic. Futuristic and <laughs> like has shit coming out of it. Like yeah. has shit coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all there to see Pavla Guna, which is this she must be eight feet tall, yeah, blue alien woman. <laughs> Where's the big woman? <laughs> Taylor's like, hey, is he going to talking? Because I'm going to derail you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You love you love this scene. Talk about it. Oh, my God. Okay. I guess I'll do your job for you. So, they're in the concert hall. Which Concert hall! <laughs> there we go. That fucking shit sucks, no, doesn't it? Shit it's great. <laughs> it keeps me awake. <laughs> so, essentially, like Singleton said before, Ruby Rod is like expecting Corbin Dallas to play along with like his show. And so he's just like gets in front of him and he's just like, so what do you have to say, Corbin? It better be fucking good. And you see his eyes like do it up. Thrill, <laughs> thrill, thrill, thrill. And it like fucking echoes. And he's just standing there like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Everyone sits down 
and Pavel Laguna shows up and the I I didn't research the woman who plays her, but she has some pipes. I believe yeah. her name is Miwa. That's it? Yeah, she's yeah, a French actress. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm probably mispronouncing that. Sorry for anybody out there that knows French and knows how to pronounce that, but I... You're like, you're trash. <laughs> you're trash. Keep telling you're like, <laughs> Sorry, all French people. I <laughs> loved this scene. Mm-hmm. I love it. Every time I watch it, I tear up a little bit when she starts singing and she starts singing directly to Corbin mm-hmm. at one point. You cried like and a little baby. I don't cry, <laughs> but it's just like a tear. Opera is gorgeous but it's just like he even felt uncomfortable like i would probably feel uncomfortable where mm-hmm. it's like oh she's talking to me okay yeah getting a little emotional let's move around let's <laughs> let's diffuse these tears real quick but you <laughs> suck up those emotions <laughs> but at the same time lilu is like sad because it's like she doesn't know where corbin is she doesn't know where um i can't what's her name pava laguna Pablo Laguna is and like she's waiting and she's just like she's worn out mm-hmm. she's worn out and at this time she since she is waiting outside the door the Mangalorians show up yeah looking for the stones they shoot the two like two of um, like her assistants her assistants and they're searching through all of her stuff and then it's like uh Lilu kind of has like flashbacks of like oh these are the people that killed like yeah. Th- my protectors shot down the thick ship and so she's amping up and getting pissed as the music in the opera house is amping up yeah. to be something different so i mean it's just such a cool song <laughs> <laughs> nailed it nailed it so basically lulu gets prepared to like start fighting people and at this time in the opera house the music gets faster and starts having like a beat and the opera singer is just dancing along just the whole scene is amazing is this where you got into like synth wave no this is this is not synth wave what would you call it damn (laughs) i like how you were like directed me it's like is this where you got it she comes at you you're like wait 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 (laughs) this isn't synth wave what is it it's not synthwave. What is it? I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? I don't know. It's like, I thought it was synthwave. It's, it's like, I guess not. not it's like opera step or something. I don't fucking know. Opera <laughs> step. I gotta see if that's a real thing. It's like dub opera. I don't know. It's just a beat behind her singing. Yeah, I don't like, think it's. Are in. you really looking at this? I doubt. Well, it. I was listening to the album earlier. Why don't you look I, it up after we're done? I wouldn't be surprised. If they use a synthesizer while she's singing in like the faster part, yeah, because yeah. I mean some of those so it's notes synth something. I wouldn't say it's synth music. Though. Synth opera. It's a possibility. I would. You that. know what I would like in her it's voice like too opera. is I forget her name, but she does the like the techno violin. Do you know who I'm talking about? Lindsay oh. Sterling. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. God. <laughs> Everyone knows who Lindsay Sterling is. What's the dubstep violin song? Oh my god. She's like an ice cap. I mean, Lindsay Sterling's like terrible. She is cool, though. She's talented. She's good at what she does. I got so fucking sick of people being like, oh, you listen to dubstep? Have you heard that? They didn't even fucking know her name. They don't even know the name of the song. Uh huh. It's crystallized by Liz, uh, Lizzie Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> by Lindsay Sterling. But they're like, do you hear that fucking dubstep violin song? And I'm like, crystallized by Lindsay Sterling. They're like, is that what it's called? I'm like, yes, it is. I've heard it a million times. And no, 
I don't like it because <laughs> I've heard it a million. It's funny I, how haters know everything about the person they hate. Yeah. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Big bada boom. <laughs> Big bada boom. Anyways, <laughs> this isn't fucking synthwave. It isn't dubstep. It's whatever Luke Besson wanted this to be. So there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Anyways, so music Kep. happens and then we get to actually. <laughs> <laughs> music happens. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm just like, running yeah, through great. my music notes. Happened. I'm just um, running through my notes. <laughs> shit. I mean, at this point, Lilu is having to fight. Yeah, she beats the shit out of all the Mangalores. Yep. She she beats the crap out of that. I really want to say Mandalorian. So. I know. <laughs> so. Yeah. So she beats the crap out of all the Mangalorians, and right at the end, Zorg shows up because he's looking for the stones, mm-hmm. fires one of those awesome guns. She pops up into the ductwork. So he's tearing this room up, trying to kill her in the ceiling, pretty much. Yeah. He grabs the case that he thinks has the stones in it, and she is laying in the duct, just kind of crying. I'm pretty sure she got shot like multiple I wouldn't, I wouldn't times. I would be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I knew that I she... I didn't think she got shot. I think she got shot like oh. multiple times. I think she, she can just handle it. Yeah. Okay. Got um, it. But then the, the Mangalorians, Mangalorians like rush the opera house and start shooting. Yeah. So and, they hijack the ship pretty yeah. much. So it's like they're cruise. both... Everyone's there now. Mm-hmm. So everyone was on Earth. Now they're there <laughs> yep. and creating chaos. And the entire time, Ruby Rod is broadcasting. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They just broke in. They got big lips. They got they stink. They got big ears. And then the opera singer gets shot. Mm-hmm. So she's down. And I was going to say, Bruce down, Willis. Down for the count. <laughs> oh, B-dub. Uh, Corbin Dallas pulls her and like yep. starts talking like, I know why I'm here, but like I need you to tell me how to help and how to like. Yeah, I'm a friend of like, where, are, like, where are these stones and yeah. stuff like that? Where's the rocks? Yeah, <laughs> and then as she dies, she's like, "They're in me." <laughs> and Bruce Willis is like, "Ew, ew, 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 ew!" ew. <laughs> <laughs> so he sticks his hand inside the bullet wound of Pavla Guda and like pulls out these four stones. Correct. How fucking uncomfortable would that be? Well, she's dead, so she's not feeling Well, she's anything. also an alien, so maybe she doesn't have anything in that like abdominal cavity. Maybe it's just for meet. storage. It's just jelly. It could be jelly. You don't know. Um, <laughs> What's so, that sound? It's jelly walking. There you go. It's jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Corbin has the stones. He's now looking for Lilu. Zorg thinks he has the stones, and you see his ship like taking off away from Flostin from the the pleasure the pleasure cruiser. <laughs> you ever heard of a? It's like a ple- it's like a pleasure lizard. <laughs> like, ew! Oh, I did that to myself. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> so you she. <laughs> <laughs> Combining words at this point. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm very sorry. So you see his ship leaving, and the one thing he does in this ship that he told the Mangalorians to do the first time, he was like, "Check the case." So he's on the ship and he opens it up and he starts laughing. He's like, "The stones aren't here." It's like, yeah, you should have checked the yeah, case. Yeah, you probably should have checked that ship. case. Like. <laughs> would have saved you a trip uh, so he heads back there's there's a there's a huge gun battle he essentially kills most of the mangalorians yes mandalorians <laughs> jesus fucking christ like it is the way 
but yeah, I mean, it's a great gunfight. Ruby's kind of involved in it. He counts down from 10 and he's screaming. It's like, a, yeah. Wimbly nimbly. I mean, the gunfight is probably one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I love the yep. opera scene. I love other scenes, but the gunfight I think is just, it just, it's so good. Yeah. Especially because you, all you really hear is Chris Tucker's voice the entire time. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there's just multiple like little things like, the when he enti- gives when he gives Ruby the gun and is like, here, hold this on this guy. Yeah. So they have one of the Mangalorians and he's like, Ruby has this like r- really like weak wrist and he's like shaking. He's like, I don't know what I can do. Is it cover cover work? And then like he's like Ruby, <laughs> and, like he just shoots the guy in the head. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He'll be okay, right? And the the di- the dialogue. Okay, so also with Ruby broadcasting this, the president is listening to everything that's happening. Yeah, because they're still out. Like, they're chasing the ship at this point, right? Mm-hmm. To Earth. Yes. But they're just listening to the broadcast of everything that's going on. And it's they're all like, really the, the fate like, of The fate of the Earth is in the hands of these people. Yes. Like, I can't believe. Yep. I can't believe this has happened. So, but at this point, nobody's on Earth. Because they're on Floston. They're chasing Mr. Shadow heading to Earth. Correct. So mm-hmm. nobody's on Earth right now. Yeah. But. No. No. But there's... <laughs> I just, like... The beginning of the gun battle, the president's like, this is the best guy you got to, like, negotiate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry. He'll calm everything down. And it's just Corbin Dallas walking through the door, shooting everything and yep. freeing all these people. Mm-hmm. Because he's in the military and he knew the he was He the knows best. everything. Yeah. So just the amount of gun work he has throughout this. And at once, at one point, he gets stuck behind a bar with no weapons. Yep. And they're blowing up this bar. And there's a character called Ray, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's like a deaf actor in the future. <laughs> and he's like, hand me that gun. Ray's deaf. He doesn't, and he's not very smart Yeah, that you come to find out. He, <laughs> and what Ray looks like is, it looks like he has a powdered wig on. Yes. But he's like big and muscular, but the shirt he's wearing is like a 1700s like ruffly shirt with no <laughs> arms like no sleeves mm-hmm. and he like crawls towards where uh corbin's looking and yeah it's like oh he's gonna get the gun and then he ends up rolling like two billiard balls <laughs> he's like, and Thanks, he's like you did it <laughs> <laughs> so he rolls in those billiard balls and he's like gee yeah thanks um and then they make their way to the command center and Corbin's like, oh, these guys won't fight without their leader. Comes around the corner and just boom, like shoots him right in the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then that's, so all the bad guys are neutralized. He finds Lilu and then goes up to the room and rescues her. Mm-hmm. Pretty yep. much. Yeah. This is when they discover that Zorg had put a bomb on the ship and they're like, Corbin, you can, you can disarm this, right? And he's like, uh, no, we should just leave. <laughs> so they end up leaving. Yep. At the same time, Zorg comes back because he needs the stones. Because he needs the stones, goes to the room, disarms the bomb. So everybody's leaving on little like escape pods, mm. and as Zorg comes up to disarm the bomb, they go down. Corbin and Lilu and everybody goes down, and they get in Zorg's ship and leave. Yeah. So yep. even if he was about to leave, he couldn't. No, nope. so it wouldn't have even mattered. And as he disarms the bomb, you find out. In that case, the Mangalores actually had their own bomb. Mm-hmm. So in case things went south, they would just blow up the entire ship. Yeah. So they end up killing Zor, killing themselves, and... For the honor. Yeah, for the honor. 
as dad always says too. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh I don't know, the fifth element team, I guess. Hold on. This just in. Oh god damn. <laughs> um mild language. Shit is said five times. Bastard is said twice. Goddamn is said once. Pissed is said once. Ass is said twice. Hell is said twice. Damn is said once. God said 12 times. And Christ is said once. I mean, you say God. I know, but somebody just... It's like profanity. Oh, my God. Okay, back to it. So, they make their way back to Earth. Yeah, so, so what the professor at the very beginning deciphered from the hieroglyphics is this one being in the middle, the fifth element with these four elements around that person, her create the, the, the ultimate weapon against evil. So evil is traveling to earth. They are on earth. Now they break into the same chamber Mm -hmm. and this is where I was like, hold on. Didn't one of those aliens get stuck behind the wall like yeah, 300 years ago? Time. David just cleaned his ass up. Yeah, like, okay. what the hell? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it might have just been his hand, too. But where did he go? Yeah, where did you that know. alien go? Yeah. yeah. So they set Lilu in the middle. They put these four stones on these pedestals that are in the corner. And they're like, okay, what's supposed to happen? She's supposed to like become this ultimate weapon now. Yeah. But nothing is happening, right? They and need to open them. They have to open them some way. Mm-hmm. Um. So Corbin goes to Lilu and she's like weak and, you know, crying and stuff. Like, how do we open these? And she says what? Wind blows, fire burns, earth. Earth is. I don't think she says. I think she just says the first two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they're like, we don't know how to say <laughs> these other ones. <laughs> she just wakes back up for a second. She's like, context clues. And like, passes out again. Yeah. <laughs> So they each go to these corners and they try opening them up. They don't know how. Uh, one of the guys breathes on it and is like, oh, shit. We need to water on water, earth on earth, blow on the the wind one. And <laughs> the last one they get to, just, Ruby has, he's like, Corbin, I don't have any fire. Like, how, do I, how am I supposed to burn this? Father, you smoke? <laughs> <laughs> but call back. Corbin is trying to quit smoking and he has one match left. Okay. So Mr. Shadow is barreling towards earth. Yeah. Everybody is like the three stones are open. Corbin strikes this one match. He's like, don't breathe. And he's like lowering it down on top. And there's like that instance where the flame is about to go out and everybody gas it. Then he like touches it to the top. So now Mm -hmm. all four stones are open, but nothing's happening. Yeah. And then, who who says it? He's like somehow he figures out like Lilu's like I don't know love. This is the point in the movie where I'm like, okay, she's like I don't know love and like why why uh, why save a race that is so hell bent on war? And Corbin's like, well, what what about love? Like I don't know. And he's like, and Cornelius is in the corner. Is like tell her. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> and Corbin's like, I love you. <laughs> and and he's like, like, oh. <laughs> he says, I yeah. love you. He's like, yeah, I love oh. you. Oh, I don't know and that. then he kisses her. And then she kisses him back. And then all of a sudden, the four stones like shine on her. And then she shines up into the sky mm-hmm. and stops Mr. Shadow dead in his tracks. Dead in his tracks. This the dark is, planet, dead. 
Yeah, so <laughs> it's now like Earth has this second moon because it was stopped like 62 miles from the surface from yeah, impacting that shit would, or whatever. That shit would fuck up some like oceans like currents and shit oh yeah like <laughs> so close to earth and it's like the size like, maybe they of can a grab it planet. and just take it out to space a little bit yeah <laughs> like and something this is also where when i watched the first when i watched this movie the first time mm-hmm. i had my uh my end game uh kind of skepticism where i'm like well why didn't mr shadow just approach the earth from the opposite side like if this is the one point where you can stand these four stones and I the fifth element know. up where it like has to shoot at you, just come from the other way. Like come around the corner like or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Mr. Sh- his name's Mr. Shadow. He can't like sneak around the opposite That's side true. of the planet. That's true. He would have been fine. He just stops like right in front of us. He's like, <laughs> So he stopped and Corbin and Lilu are all taxed. So they put them in that regenerating machine again. Mm-hmm. And the president shows up and is like, oh, I want to congratulate them. He ends up talking to Corbin's mom. and like <laughs> Lucky hand- him. Lucky him. And then like <laughs> handing the phone off to somebody else. And then essentially the movie ends with Corbin and Lilu like having sex in this tube. Mm-hmm. On a freeze frame, and they're smiling at each other. Yep, on a Did freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ends. Nope. But they play some I like pretty this cool song. Music. I like this song at the end mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize how long it was because we essentially watched through the credits mm-hmm. and it plays it's through the, the entire thing. thing. I'm like Jesus it's, Christ. Yeah. I fast forwarded through the credits and like right at the very end, I was like, it's still playing. <laughs> oh my God. And it's very new agey and mm-hmm. '90s and great. It and, is yeah. very '90s. Yeah. So they didn't make a second one. No. Good. I was asked like, why didn't they make a Fifth Element mm-hmm. too? I was like, what would they? The sex element. Yeah. <laughs> it would have had to have happened like 5,000 years later. Correct. You know? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, it ran its course. There was yeah. a video game for this. They made that, a video game? They yeah. did. <laughs> and I checked out a little... Um, I'm sorry. That just seems... It, it looks just like Tomb Raider. That's what I would... It I looks think, just like Tomb yeah. Raider. I think when we would rent Fifth Element from the video store... Which we did all the time. They had a commercial for it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember they had that on uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Because we had a physical oh God, copy hilarious. of that. And they would show like, coming now to Sega Saturn and PlayStation. <laughs> and it was like the triple pack. So it was like one, two, and three. Uh-huh. Oh, They're just like, we got to get rid of these. We yeah. got to get, <laughs> get rid of these guys. Yeah. Oh, so anyways. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. But this movie is... I wouldn't say that it's like a family, like a kids movie, but it's just an all around good movie. <laughs> we just I mean, to watch I was it all nine when this we came kids. out, so. <laughs> but yeah. did you see it for the first time when you were nine? I don't remember. I had to have seen it in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think I went to the theater to go see it, but I definitely saw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I think I saw this in the movie. Yeah, I definitely did. I mean, whatever. You're like 80 at that point, right? Yeah, I was two years old. <laughs> Ooh, Rose to Gadget. <laughs> But a bit. Damn. You're so happy with yourself. <laughs> Random fun fact. That doctor in Fifth Element, yep. that is the I guess he's a drug addict or some kind of homeless who? person who mugs people. The doctor in Fifth Element, he's the guy on the roof 
of the first Batman movie who's like, don't kill me, man. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yep. Of the Michael Keaton. Yeah. Fun fact. Really? There you that's go. That's hilarious. <laughs> what a random movie. Is yeah. he the one that's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's watches him? him? Yeah, that's him. Jesus. <laughs> he looks totally, he cleaned up. He got himself a job. <laughs> <laughs> He's reading hieroglyphics and stuff. Hilarious. Was mugging people Hilarious. in Gotham? Hilarious. No, yeah, I'm... I'm pretty sure I'll watch this movie for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. It holds up. It's pretty. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Chris Rock is a gem. Not that guy. Ooh. The guy who didn't get slapped. Um, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. There you go. We're going to get this episode <laughs> up. It's going to be like a year later. Yeah, like, oh, I yeah, I forgot that fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my choice, and I stand behind it. It was a good choice. Yeah. Whose choice is it now? It's mine. It's me, Isabel. It's not. God damn it. I was like, it's not your turn. We're going to get a... It's mine. We're going to get a parent guide on our show. Like, Isabel said, God damn it, three times. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's probably stuff out there. Yeah. That's a factual statement. I'm excited for my movie. Okay. Let's see if I can keep the streak going. I think we're at five that I have guessed. That you've guessed right. So far. Okay. So, my clues for my movie mm-hmm. coach hold on i also want i just want to say that <laughs> it's like why did you center yourself? I'm like are you guessing already no. <laughs> jesus oh man if i would have guessed it that would have been perfect but i all i just want to say that most of the movies that i choose tend to be more actiony yeah taylor's are more like fantasy martial arts mm-hmm. type and you seem to be more adventure. Yes. So, coach. I'll just wait until my next one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like going to go zero to six. Hold on. So, Veto right now. So there's, just no, the premise, there's no this kung fu movie, the well, Actually, there? I'll give you the clues, then I'll go yeah. into why I've chosen this movie. Um, okay, coach. Okay. TV and maggots. Coach, TV, and maggots. I, th- I think my clues are very... TV. <laughs> I can't stop. It's not seven, is it? No. Okay. No, I didn't grow up on seven. Yeah. Well, I watched that movie like one time and I was like, ah, I probably should have <laughs> fucking watched this. <laughs> huh. Can you give us another clue? I'll and give see, you. I'm, I'm kind of at a disadvantage because when you maybe were watching this movie, like I was. You might not have I been would in the not house. have been around. So. Probably weren't in the house. Yeah. Coach. He wasn't kicked out. He just was in college. <laughs> Get out. Get out of my house. Um, Coach TV and maggots. Okay. I'm trying to, like, I don't want to give it away because. I want to. Does it have a. mm, No, I can't ask any questions, but. I mean, I guess you could ask questions. Does it have anything to do with like a, like a bus? No. Uh, I feel like it'll give it away. Um, Next clue would be Graves. I don't know. I'm at a loss. My streak is dead. Spawn? No. Damn, that was a good one. I almost picked that one. Because I was like, maggots on the pizza. I don't know where the coach came from. Uh, Okay. Steven Spielberg. Okay, that didn't really give anything away. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Shit. Uh, I'm not getting it. Damn. No, I give up. It's the first one. Clown. Not Spawn? Not Spawn. (laughs) 
So clown. TV, clown, coach, maggots, neighborhood. Five Hold on, clues. Stop. This is a log one. Oh my gosh. Is it the I, faculty? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to submit. Yeah, I think I actually on. stumped you. I Yeah, I think I mean clues or whatever. It's poltergeist. You got maggots coach, out of the, the guy who coach, played coach. The guy who played coach. Fuck, that doesn't have anything to TV. do with the movie. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> not bullshit. That's not bullshit. No, he played coach. I know. In a show called Coach. Okay, I mean, it's still, I think I gave pretty good clues. Okay. I get them now. Yeah. You understand the references? But damn. So I chose Poltergeist. Good clues. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I mean, they're, I was trying not to give anything away. It's like <laughs> it's static TV. Like yeah, it's okay. Parent, like I'm yeah, like I was like parent. spawn, and then you're like, no. Next clue, clown. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so I chose this movie. Um, this Poltergeist really influenced me, and in, I think my like love for horror because of mom. Yes, this mm. is just us hanging out on a Saturday. Taylor might have been asleep. What were we over, doing? Hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, let's rent a movie. Let's order some pizza. Let's do girl things. And she got Poltergeist? And she got Poltergeist. Oh, and God. I fell in love with it. Like, mm. I loved it. And then she, we got done watching it. The video store was still open. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's go get the second one. So we watched the first and second one same night. That's cool. It's like one of my favorite memories. And it's just like, I think that was one of the things that Wait a shaped. second. I remember that night. Were you there? I was not at a I was not I didn't remember you at that time. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't allowed to you until I was twelve years old. <laughs> they didn't let you watch the movie. They're like, Taylor, no, stay upstairs. I no was, boys allowed. I was at a football game at uh St. Charles. Because I came oh, home weird. to the end of the second one. Oh. And I was like, what the hell is this? And you're like Poltergeist 2. And it was like when like the little girl was like being absorbed or whatever, and then yeah. somebody shoots it with like an arrow, and then Correct. a tree falls into a black hole. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You're like, I'm really lost. Yeah, that shit was wild. Yeah. but yeah, I remember that night. So yeah, so that is the movie. I awesome. think that is the movie that started me on my horror love. So. I can't wait. Thanks, mom. I'm I'm gonna love watching this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so like some funny scene. Sorry, my mouth was. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I like how you're like, hey. I had to pull my mic away because I think it's too loud. We're also not at a library this time, so I can laugh as loud as I want. Yeah. So, take that, library. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> <laughs> On so, stumping us. Yeah. So that is this week's episode. Uh, join us next week. And as always, Hit us up on Instagram, email, and whatnot. Uh, let us know what you think about these shows. And you can suggest some movies, too, from your childhood. Yeah. And, yeah. and as always, want to give the warmest of shout-outs to Damian Carter for letting us use his song, Just Hanging Out. Bye. Bye. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> Just hanging out. Hanging out. Hanging out with the family. Having ourselves a Um. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is what that? It's that fluke song, absurd. That's like. Mm, uh. <laughs> God, I love that song. I actually like the music in this movie.
Yeah. I did like the music in this movie, and I didn't do like a deep dive because Taylor, you tend to do deep dives in movies. You're like, oh, who like who was the director? Who was the costume designer? Blah blah blah. Eric Sarah. Yeah. The guy who did the music. Yeah, I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. But also, like, this was a very fashion forward movie. So uh, Jean Paul Gaultier was. <laughs> Goddamn wire! <laughs> Shock wire. <laughs> There's an exposed wire hanging over here. Uh, <laughs> Shock wire! Yeah. 